let's talk farming for a little bit. What do you say? I mean, this is the farming show. Often, though, we're talking about issues that are challenges for the farming community. We talk about political issues um, and other crises. But what's just going on in the field? You know, it's been a while since we've gotten an update on that. Welcome back uh, here on KGMI this morning. I am Dylan Honkoop, and this is the farming show. Well, it's just a little talking, you know, talk farming. Like we're in the coffee shop together this morning and joining us uh, on the phone, uh, agronomist with CHS Northwest um, in fields all over Whatcom County. Clay Pell, welcome to the program this morning. Got some rain overnight. Things getting kind of soggy. It's actually been a pretty darn good last month or two, though, in terms of we've gotten some moisture, but not too much. And that's helped the, the corn and the potato harvest. What are you hearing from those guys out there? Yeah. Uh, good morning. Thank you for having me. You betcha. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's been, a, I'd say, a welcome, <laughs> a welcome thing to have some moisture finally. Um, definitely could have used a little bit more throughout the summer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we got some some really timely rains, and uh, that definitely benefited the growers. Um, there was some fields that suffered. Um, I would say just dried up pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but but these later rains um, helped to uh, settle the dust, and uh, I think you know really helped to finish off some of these crops here. Yeah, and. Um... Well, I guess first, because even, you know, you're never done growing crops, right? The minute you get that harvest off, you're probably putting some kind of cover crop in. If it hasn't already been seeded as a relay crop, say in corn or something else, so we can talk about that. This weather has been good for that. But first, you know how, let, let's start with corn harvest. I know people are still digging spuds. Um, I don't know about as we speak because of <laughs> of the rain uh, we've gotten, but um, still in that harvest but let's start with uh the corn first those guys are pretty much i mean they're i think a few fields still out there standing but they're just about done and i've seen a few celebratory posts about it on social media the past (laughs) week or so yeah uh you know i it seems i just saw a field or two uh as i was driving the county that were still still standing but um by and large i'd say most everything is um off and, uh, you know, I don't know if it was necessarily a stellar crop, um, but I, from the sounds of it, everybody's pretty, pretty pleased with, um, the overall average of, of yields. Um, everybody was able to get it off, uh, so far in a timely manner, um, without having to mud, mud through the fields. Um, so I'd say all in all, you know, given, given early weather conditions and, and some of that drought that we, we endured, um, we were able to evade the smoke cover that we've got in the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think overall, um, we had a pretty, pretty decent crop this year on, on the corn. And for folks who don't know, I mean, almost all of the corn in Whatcom County, um, that's grown, uh, is for, cow feed for to feed the local dairy cows that produce the milk that we're famous for 
uh, here in this state. Um, so it's it's a little bit different corn. It grows a little bit bigger. It, it's a little bit starchier. It's not as sweet. If you eat one of the ears, you kind of be like, oh, that's pretty boring. Um, but it's put up then. It's, it's run through a, a forage harvester, which chops the entire plant, ears, kernels, leaves, stock, and all uh, into small pieces. And then that's put up in, in bunkers, bunker silos, uh, and covered kept without oxygen uh, so it can ensile basically making cow sauerkraut just if you're new to this whole farming scene around here that's how it works that's what we're talking about when we're talking about the corn crop it's ultimately cow food and growing corn clay um, it, it, corn likes a couple of things it likes heat units right it likes the sunshine and the heat but it doesn't like it too dry it can it can withstand some dry, but as you're saying, you know. So this year we had the heat units, right? And that corn right. was rocking pretty early on. After, I guess if we go back to the spring, it was a cool spring until all of a sudden it turned, and then we had a hot, dry summer, right? So, you know, the corn liked that part of it, but it didn't like you're saying they didn't like the dry so well. And all in all, that's kind of what a a so so corn season then this year. Yeah, I, you know, I, I you say so so. I I would have to say this is probably one of the best corn years that I've seen um, up here, at least in in my time. Yeah, that's good um, to hear. You know, and there may may have been a few other years that were uh, comparable, but mm-hmm. uh, just in in the last you know eight ten years, I would say this is probably one of the the top crops. Um, just overall, we we were able to. Uh, we were, we were at a deficit for early precipitation. Um, we had rain up until kind of planting season, but uh, we were at a shortfall, so it was, made things a lot a lot easier to get into the fields and start yeah. turning dirt. Um, and there was really no delays in planting. We were able to, once the weather turned, um, things got uh, pretty nice. And we were able to um, consecutively get get corn in the ground around the county um, without many delays. We didn't have too many late uh, frosts or, or cold snaps that slowed things down. Um, and the temperatures, daytime temperatures, got up pretty quick. Yeah, I think the the evening temps um, were a little misleading um, to where we weren't getting the the heat units. That maybe we we necessarily uh, were anticipating or expecting to happen, um, but as a whole, I you know we we were able to get things going. Um, I would have anticipated maybe having the the crops finish off a little earlier than they did, um, but I think again that was kind of that those early early weeks of, of cooler evening temperatures that uh, slowed yeah. things down a little. Yeah. Well, it was amazing corn planting season. Like you said, when it went, when it got planted, things went pretty well. And that was evident and it happened fast. You know, it was, there was some waiting around and when's planting actually going to start and the soil temps were low and all of a sudden it was go time. And then it <laughs> just seemed like a few weeks later and wow, it's almost all done. Uh, which is good to off. see after, you know, in recent years we've dealt with all kinds, right? We've had springs are so wet 
Um, I can't remember if that was uh, last year or the year before anymore. It all gets to be a blur, but you know, where you're fighting muddy fields and you can't get things planted until through June and even into July, if I recall, was that last year? And then we've had these. Yeah, that was the last year that we had that situation. And we have, and then we had, you know, too dry um, last year or or the year before as well. I, it's. It there's the ebb and flow around here, you know, with growing crops and, and you know, again, the corn likes the heat, um, but if there's too much rain in the spring, bad for planting and also in the fall. But thankfully this fall, it doesn't sound like too many people had to, as they say, mud it out. Um, the, the, if that corn's standing out there and suddenly you get a bunch of rain and you need to get equipment out in the field to chop it up and uh, up and harvest it and haul it off, it can be a real mud fest, and, and we've had years like that recently too, where you know it's rigs chained to other rigs to just pull through the field and get the crop off. Thankfully, it doesn't sound like it's been that bad this year. No, it definitely hasn't been that bad this year, and I don't expect to see much of that. Yeah, well, to, last, to occur. and last harvest season, last fall for corn and particularly potatoes. The opposite problem that we usually do, which was it was too dry, (laughs) you know, and it was a dust bowl. And I remember, you know, my uncle out at EB Farms having to run water like crazy just to get some, you know, the soil was so dry that they needed a little bit of moisture in it to break up the clods of dirt that had hardened hardened in the summer heat. uh, So they'd be able to get in there and dig the potatoes out and have their harvest. This year seems to be a little bit more balanced. It's not a mud fest, uh, but not a dust bowl either. Again, Clay Pell uh, with us right now here on the Farming Show on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop, kind of going over how harvests have gone, catching up on what's happening in the fields of Whatcom County. Um, Clay, what about the spuds? Have you heard much from those guys? I would imagine that they were okay with how things have gone, but um, I haven't heard a ton myself. Yeah, I uh, I don't deal directly with the potato growers. Um, one of my colleagues works pretty pretty close with them, and yeah. and from everything I understand, they've had a, a pretty phenomenal year. Um, it, it's conditions have been right, um, growth has been been good, and right like you said, the the fall um, everything is kind of panned out where we've got adequate moisture. Um, I just saw some diggers going, uh, yesterday, in fact, trying to wrap things up and yep. trucks are moving like crazy down the highway. So <laughs> getting the potatoes in the shed, hopefully before it does get too wet. And it does sound like we have a wet system coming up a little bit later in the month. So people probably keeping their fingers crossed and digging as fast as they can. So they don't get behind, but they should, <laughs> I would imagine be getting close. You know, I, I think they are getting close. Uh, I know I'm seeing a lot of cover crops popping up. Um, there's, there's always there's, the workload's never done, um, yep. but I think we're getting closer. And I very seldom do we get falls like we had last year, where yeah. the, uh, the weather will just drag on and on and on, and uh, stay pretty dry and um, yep. average temperatures rolling into November. So. Um, so far, so good, uh, but uh, the horizon is looking pretty pretty wet, and it sounds like they're calling for a pretty neutral temperature 
uh, winter and, and pretty wet as well. So, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, on the whole, we'll take the moisture um, because, you know, I, I know our aquifers have been a little bit lower than normal. I, I know snowpack has been behind. We, we need the moisture in the long run. Um, and like you referenced last year, how dry it, it was, that made it tough for those co- uh, cover crops that you just mentioned. And it seems like some years, you know, it's too wet for the cover crops too. It floods them out right away. If we get dumped on in the middle of September, which will happen around here sometimes. Last year was the opposite problem. We had hardly any moisture until, uh, if I recall, end of October, early November is when things really started to get serious for any sort of moisture that was going to turn it around. And by that time, things were so cool that there wasn't a lot of germination happening. So first it was too dry to germinate, you know, cover crop seed. And then suddenly it was too cold to germinate it, even though the moisture showed up. So it was a brutal year for cover crop. I know that led to a lot of wind erosion in some spots. When the northeast wind later in the winter would get going, it was so dry and cold and then dust was blowing everywhere because cover crops hadn't gotten the chance to develop that caused a problem thankfully that's not we've had a good mix again this year where you know we're getting seed germinated uh it's getting watered but the soil temp is staying up we have the we've had a few of these sunny warm days um to really get that stuff to pop out of the ground i don't know what you're seeing out there uh, but i'm seeing a lot of winter wheat that's already looking pretty impressive yeah it's the the cover crops are looking are really really nice right now I'm, I'm really pleased with how that's all popping up uh we had a couple timely rains um throughout the summer that will both helped the corn grow um as well as getting the, those cover crops established if they were um interceded by the time those rains came and so when, once the corn came off and things were so dry there there was a little concern of of how things were germinating but here in the last couple of weeks with, with soil temperatures staying up, um, air temperatures staying up, and, and the moisture we've gotten, these these crops have really taken off. And, um, you know, I, I, there's still some cover crops and new seedings that uh, I've seen going in in the last couple of weeks here. So should be yeah. uh, a, a decent establishment for those. Um, I know the feed is always uh, important for these guys. And uh, it seems like the even the last grass crop that came off was was awesome as well. The yeah. wind windrows were um, pretty substantial on those. Yeah. And so I think going into the fall, um, from what I can see, these these yeah. uh, crops are really going to produce for these guys. Well, and from what I heard, that you know, grass was pretty brutal in the middle of summer. Uh, when things were dry, I know talking with some of the custom guys, they were really slow from what they normally do just because, you know, there's limited irrigation or no irrigation on a lot of the grass fields out there, um, tends to be lower value land that grass also again for cow feed for people curious, um, and put up as forage or haylage or dry hay you know, those crops were behind, so it was good that they had at least a, a good last cutting here is kind of what you're saying, right? Did that help make up a little bit? Yeah, it definitely, I think, is going to help uh, buffer some of that. Um, maybe the one of the higher drought um, experiences I've seen in, in grass this year, um, the color of the grass was, was apparent. Yeah. The growth rate was apparent. 
Um, there, there wasn't much you could do and some of the sandy ground too. There's, there's yeah. not a lot that you can really do without keeping a dedicated water source on it just to keep it going. And as I mentioned, we, we came into the spring and summer, uh, at a deficit. So to, to try to play catch up and give <laughs> the crop the necessary, uh, source, it, it was, yeah. it was definitely a battle. Speaking of grass and cover crops, what are what are the primary cover crops out there? You know, there's winter wheat on stuff and ryegrass, and you know what's the what's the stuff that people are putting in the fall uh, to, you know, both provide hopefully you know a first cutting of feed in the spring, but also you know soil health uh, benefits, uh, erosion control from both water and wind uh, over the winter time. What's kind of What's common around here these days for what people are planting in the fall? You know, the well, there's probably the two primaries I would say would be a winter wheat and then uh, a triticale, which is a hybrid of a, a rye and a wheat. Um, kind of hit and miss depending on on uh, the grower. A lot of times guys will do winter wheat if they're just going to quickly turn under for some uh an early seeding or try to get yeah. an early corn crop in. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them, if they can get out there early enough, we'll, we'll take that as well. Um, yeah, so otherwise, it, it just become, otherwise it just becomes organic matter for the next planting Correct. too, which isn't yeah. a bad thing either. It's never a bad thing. It's, it's always nice. And some of these fields could really use uh, a little bit organic matter um, moving in. But um, those are those are the primary ones. Uh, if you guys will throw in some annual rye in there as well, rye seem to uh, take off pretty pretty quick and get a quick establishment, which is always nice this time of year when you're kind of shortchanged on on time and temperature. Yep, absolutely. Again, Clay Pell with uh, CHS Northwest on the phone with us this morning, talking a little farming. Just about out of time, actually, Clay. Uh, but real quick. Um, Things have, like we've been hearing, turned out pretty good with corn. Uh, going all right with spuds. They're doing good. Um, maybe not so much happiness with the uh, the blues and the, the raspberries. They they struggled a little bit more this year, right? Just to sum up here in the last 30 seconds. Yeah, berries struggled a little bit this year. Um, again, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, speculations as to what the causes were. Mm-hmm. Um and, and we could go back and forth on, on what all those were or what to pinpoint which one it was um, w- would be hard to say. But yeah. um, raspberries were able to, I think, come out somewhat even. Um, the blueberries definitely had a, a shortfall. Um, and so that's going to be a struggle for everybody yeah. and always just looking for um, how to, to make a comeback on yeah. that. and and settle out and i've heard one of the likely culprits for the struggling blueberry crop this year was possibly like you said it could be a variety of factors but possibly last fall when uh when things were dry and that's when blueberries are already working on setting fruit for the next year and they weren't so happy and healthy because things were so dry and warm so late last year but again who knows exactly what all the factors were this is the art and science of growing food clay pell with chs northwest an agronomist there thank you so much for taking the time to talk a little farming and fill us in this morning absolutely i appreciate it for having me